Hey listeners, this is episode 87 of the Fire Rescue Wellness Podcast, where today I was joined by Tommy Gayfield, a strength and conditioning coach at South Metro Fire. So this is officially part three of my, as of yet, unknown number of South Metro Fire episodes. In 86, episode 86, we heard from Kelsey Bailey, who was a dietitian contracted by South Metro. And in episode 85, we heard from Chris Macklin, who is the program coordinator. So again, Tommy Gayfield is a strength and conditioning coach. And we talked a lot about his philosophy and how the testing and assessment process goes at South Metro and how the infrastructure that they have allows them to support the firefighters employed by the agency. I know you're really going to enjoy this episode. Please, please give us a rating, share the podcast with someone you know, and if you're so inclined, leave us a review on your favorite platform. Thank you for joining me on the Fire Rescue Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, AZ. I find the research and resources and then provide the fire service with the so what, now what, to ensure the health and well-being of every member of our profession. Together, let's thrive. Fire Rescue Wellness Podcast listeners, it's AZ, and we're back for another episode. And today, I am with Tommy Gayfield. Say hello to the listeners. Listeners, how you guys doing? Annette, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this, and um, this is actually part three of an ongoing series with the human performance optimization staff at South Metro Fire. Quite the mouthful, but you got the HPO, you got it down. (laughs) H-P-O-S-M-F. So, Tommy is a strength and conditioning coach with South Metro Fire, and I'm going to start, I call these the hot, scary light bulb questions. Are you ready? Let's go for it. Do it. Okay. Deal, deal, deal. Instead of saying like, tell me about yourself, I say, who is Tommy Gayfield? Who is Tommy Gayfield? That is a loaded question. Heck yes, it is. And I'm going to give it to you straight. Um, And one thing people always try to do is, is like, I am, you know, a strength coach. Like, I don't want to ever limit myself to being like occupational or, or some sort of profession. I am a, I'm a lot of things. I'm a great dad. I'm an awesome husband. I think so. I'm, I think I'm a pretty good strength coach. I think I'm a, I'm an awesome friend. Um, I think I'm a, I'm a cool breeze whenever you need one. I'm a great listener. Um, uh, I'm a person who loves I who loves to talk the talk and walk the walk. Um, so I just want to talk it to you or I'll, I'll make sure I give you a good demonstration of what I mean, what I'm saying, because I'm truly passionate about what I like to do as a strength coach in my field. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm faith based. Uh, I, I'm a, I love um, dude. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, uh, that's, I guess that's about it in a nutshell. I can keep going and get in the weeds about a lot of that stuff, but, <laughs> in the, but that's it in a nutshell. I am so happy right now. You called me dude. 
There's nothing that makes me happier. <laughs> That's just my lingo. I'm not going to, let's, let's keep that in there. Like and it's, it has no gender, uh, yeah. no gender specifics to it. Yes. One of my favorite coworkers. I mean, I can't say he is my favorite cause that would make my other favorite coworkers sad, Fair. but he's, Fair. he's like my favorite, but he always calls me. Well, he calls everyone dude. So I'm not special, but he's like, dude, <laughs> dude. So, yeah, all right, Tommy, I just recorded with another guest and she asked me a question about my question, which okay. now I think I'm going to have to clarify. My second question is always what sets your soul on fire? And she said, good or bad. And I said, girl, Ooh. you take that wherever you want to take it. Oh, she was, she was deep. I like she it. Was. She went below the surface. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what sets my soul on fire. So I guess if I had to keep it general is the the sheer fact of literally being able to wake up and a be active of each one of my limbs and be cognitively functioning appropriately. That sets my soul on fire because I love the idea of just being able to wake up, let my feet hit the floor and just appreciate what God has given us as a gift we call life. That sets my soul on fire. Everything else, I mean, yes, I, I love what I do. Occupationally, I love being a strength coach. I love being a dad. I love being a husband. But literally just waking up so I can do those things, that is what sets my soul on fire in a good way to that to that uh, participant in your last podcast. That's a good way. I love it. And do you want to add a bad way to something that just burns your toast? Man, I really, it's not, it's it's not too much um, that really burns my toast because I do kind of, I'm that weird dude that likes to find those in those valleys, find those hard lessons, right? Like, so if it's like, if this, if it burned me up, it probably is something that, that I probably need to address, especially if it was something that burned me up occupationally or, or whatever. It's like, it's probably something I need to address with myself. Why did that burn me up? So it's not too much. I kind of like, Oh, that was a great point, man. I'm glad you questioned me on that. I'm glad you, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're trying to fact check me and stuff like that. Like not in a way, like with some person's like, you're like, Oh, this dude's like, I'm trying to bust this dude's bubble or I'm trying to knock him off his pedestal. I like those type of like that, you know, you can call it adversity, but, I think it's a lesson in all that and all those things more so about yourself. Um, you may not be aware of this, but I think we just became besties. So no. let's yeah. Do it. yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. We're going to have to like be social media friends and everything after this. Okay. I'm down. I am down. So last question. I am really looking forward to your answer on this. Cause I already love your philosophy. How are you changing the world? How am I changing the world? That is a good question. And so I'm in the midst as of right now, has nothing to do with my occupation. I'm in the midst of right now of writing a children's book. <gasps> Tell me more. Tell, I have to, I have to. Now that we're, we're live, this is going. So I grew up in a, so I grew up in a family. I was my, my father was absent. So I, when I became a dad and a husband, I didn't know, I didn't know how to do either. Didn't know how to be a dad. It didn't know how to be a husband because I didn't have her. My mom raised me, single woman. She did the best she can, and I love her for it. 
but I just didn't know how. And so a lot of my learning was <laughs> through some hard conversations with my wife and through some awkward moments with my kids of trying to figure things out, which I, I think I still have much more room to learn and I'm okay with that. But the book I'm writing is a, is a depiction of our family, but I wrote it for those individuals like men specifically that are like me that didn't have a father, but just like a step-by-step, what does a daily routine look like? And this is through the eyes of my five-year-old. So what does a daily routine look like with, with dad in the house? Like, you know, oh, dad picks me up and he hugs me and kisses and tells me I love me. Dad, when we brush our teeth, we do strong man poses in the, in the mirror. Um, dad helps me, he allows me to help him cook. He allows me to help him fix things. I have my own tool belts, like things that, I wish I would have known or somebody could have told me about before I came to dad because I literally had to figure these things out on my own. So it's a really cool, playful, warm way to get step by step and not instructions because you can do this thing, a.k.a. dad, however you want. But if you don't know anything, you'd be like, all right, this dude said he picks his kid up and he kisses him, even if it's a boy or a girl. Perfect. This dude said he says, you know, he, he helps him brush his teeth. Perfect. This dude said he reads books to his kids. Perfect. And so that's what my children's book is going to be about. But it's just basically a day in the life of my five-year-old and how I interact with him. I cannot wait. When is it being published? So I'm, and I'm in the midst of uh, comparing two illustrators right now. So I'm waiting on the final quote because books cost money for those yes. listeners. Yes. If you didn't know, it costs change. You can't go into this thing broke. You got to have a little bit of change in your pocket. Um, so I'm right now comparing between two illustrators and making sure the price is right for me, but I will let you know. So it's, yeah. you know, I've got some to be determined to throw at you right now. So exciting. Thank you for sharing that. And funny side story, my guest, Katie Hirsch, it was almost a year ago. I can't come up with the episode number in my head right now, but my main engineer at my station was uh-huh. drawing these really funny vegetables on the dry erase board with like these, like these masks, like bandit masks. So there'd yeah. be like a red pepper with a bandit mask and a, and an eggplant or whatever. And she said she wanted to write a book called sneaky veggies. And this oh. never came to fruition, but I think I need to get them back on it. Katie she should, or if you said it was a guy, it was a girl or guy. Katie Hirsch is the one that wanted to write it. And Joe Barnes, one of my work besties, was drawing those. I'll send you these pictures. They're so funny. They need to finish it. They need to make it happen. They do. They do. That sounds super cool. Yeah. Great book for children. Okay. We we already went down a rabbit hole, but let's dig ourselves back out. And I want to hear how you got to South Metro Fire. So wherever you want to start in sort of your career or sports or whatever you were doing, what made you say one day, I'm going to apply for that job? Ooh, so this role was kind of serendipitous. Like, so it was, I'm, I'm sorry, I've been here at South Metro going four years now and I wasn't aware. So as a strength, I was more sports. So before here, I was at the University of Michigan. And I was on the Olympic side, and I, my primary sports was men's soccer and men's lacrosse. Um, and then, so fast forward, pandemic, pandemic happens. And I was just like, man, dude, we're being really exposed on the sports side as far as like, you know, obviously at the collegiate level, 
right? Like, hey, we have to, you got to work from home. We have to cut pay, all those things like that. So it's like, man, maybe it's time for me to switch roles. So I didn't even, I knew about tactical force, like military, um, and for the most part, military. I'm, just, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not going to give you any smoke. I just only knew that tacticals for military. Had no idea that it was, you know, occupied for first responders or it's more specifically for fire service. So called a buddy of mine that also worked at Michigan with me, but he had left since then. I knew he went to Colorado, which that's where we are, folks. We're in Colorado and Denver metropolitan area. And I knew he went to, but I didn't know what he did exactly. But so I called him just to check in on him during the pandemic. Like, hey, man, I'm just checking in, dude. How's life? Making sure you're good to go. And he was just like, so funny, man. I was just thinking about you. We have a position opening at our fire service here at South Metro Fire and Rescue here in Colorado, being a strength coach. I was just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold up. Like, say it again. Like, what are you, like, what are we doing? And he was just like, and he called and he broke down like what his day in his life looks like here at South Metro. And he was just like, at the long story short, he was like, dude, we're doing the body, the body's the body, right? Kines is Kines. He's just like, it's just a different, it's just a different population. I was just like, and you're telling me I don't have to travel? And you're telling me that I don't have to work holidays? <laughs> I was just like, and I was just, and I was immediately like, you know what? And then and also for the greater good of, you know, of of giving, not giving back because I am receiving a paycheck, but it is like, oh man, I'm helping people who are serving others. I'm helping those individuals get better to serve others. And I was like, that's super cool. Like I can, I can hang my hat on something like that. If you want to, you want to hang out with some folks, hang out with some folks that are doing some good in the world, AKA your local community and do what you love to do. I was just like, dude, that's a win. Like, man, like, what do I need to do? Where's the app? Let me fill out the application for this thing. And so that's how I kind of, I kind of found this and it was, you know, I guess that's why I say serendipitous because I just kind of lucked upon it. Again, on faith-based, I, I was like, it was an absolute blessing. Let's just say that. Well, and it's, it's very interesting because there's two things at work here. The first thing is you didn't really know that there were roles for public safety. Did not. Did not know. And you had a family that was willing to relocate. That's amazing. <laughs> I probably should have said that my wife would be like, you need to make sure you tell her I was on board for all of this. <laughs> what is your wife's name? My wife's name is Megan. Megan okay, with Meg- the H. You know, every time you say a, a, a person named this Megan, I'm like with the H or no H? So <laughs> Megan with the H. Megan with an H, big fan. You and I are going to need to be besties to <laughs> call you later, sweetheart. Okay. That's awesome. All right. So you've been at South Metro Fire for almost four years now or four total? So almost four here in May, May of 2024, I'll be four years. Okay. How has your job position evolved or maybe it hasn't, maybe it's just been the yeah. same since you got yeah. there, but how has it evolved if it has evolved? Yeah. So here at South Metro, they were prior to me getting in, they were already progressive. Thanks to the, thanks to leadership. So a huge shout out to Chief Baker, our fire chief, uh, Robert Baker. He's a, he's a great advocate for what we have and what we're blessed to have here at South Metro as far as like the wellness department underneath the HBO kind of wheel. We're the wellness cog. Um, so, but uh, he was behind, uh, he was, uh, you know, him and him getting with the union and, and making sure that 
They have uh, fitness standards that, you know, that goes along with the NFPA, the, you know, 1500s all the way through 1583. But he was along with this, like the genesis of, of what, what this process has. So first of all, I want to make sure I, I give that credit out there. And Chris Mackman probably talked about it a lot, too. But that being said, so a lot of the groundwork was already done when I got here, but it was so we're still kind of trailblazing as far as how robust we're doing things underneath the wellness wheel. Right. So like as far as I mean, we have we have our own MD, uh, Dr. Kerry Burns, and then we have three strength coaches. So I'm one of three of the strength coaches. I got Chris Sheckler and we got Eddie Yoon and they kind of divide us amongst we have three shifts here. So they kind of divide A through C through shifts. So that these guys were already here and they had laid some great foundation of uh, the biggest pieces as an infrastructure for success when it, when it comes to uh, overall health and wellness, if that makes any sense. They, they, they created a great groundwork. I came in, dude, I was just the dude that just came in and I was just like, Hey man, where, where do you need me? So um, I can't give too much credit to myself, but since I've been here, how we've grown is we kind of solidified more of those policies. Because if you know firefighters, you guys are policy based, man. Like, man, per policy, bro, it says I get paid this. And so it, it we did a great job. Of, they did a great job of laying the foundation, but it was cool to kind of be in on a part of that policy process when we had to kind of revise the policy as far as like, what does it look like when you work out on duty? What does it look like? What happens if? We have a punitive test, a VO2 max test. What it looks, what does it look like if you don't do well on that test? What is that next? What is the next process to it? Um, we solidified a lot of that since we've been here, which kind of gave us, I guess, more backbone, you know, and 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 a little bit. It kind of like woven us into the the cert the, into this department of like we're not just to add on some contractor, just like hey man, like we come in and we test you, we give you workouts. It's like no man, we're here to educate you. We're here to to put you in a better position to be a better firefighter. We we hope, and to make sure longevity wise, you live a long, healthy life when you when you retire with a pocket full of money. Um, and so we were, so we that growth since I've been here has been super cool to solidify policies and and, and kind of be accepted as like an honorary, like hey man, you're a part of us type type ordeal. So the name Chief Baker keeps coming up, and I, I actually. I had the honor to actually meet him. I spoke at a women's summit last May that you guys okay. hosted super fun. So I got to meet him briefly, but you know what? It didn't occur to me when I was talking to Chris or Kelsey, what do you think the Vegas odds are of me getting him on the podcast? Dude, I would tell you right now, dude, if you would dump all your money to your side of your favor, you would be a wealthy woman because that dude is a ball of knowledge and super approachable and loves to talk about what he has here at South Metro. So writing and writing a note to myself right now and tell Preach. him and tell him coach TG sent you. And then it's for sure happening. I don't really have, that, <laughs> I don't have that much clout. I'm kidding. I really don't have that much clout, but just tell him like, you know, who's been on it already. And I guarantee you have no problems with it. Absolutely. We're still working on Sophie. Kelsey yeah. was going to reach out to Sophie. So I'm crossing my fingers that we'll get oh, Sophie. That'd be, that'd be a treat too. She's amazing. She's cool. I met her yeah. briefly again at that seminar. Um, Tommy, you mentioned when you were speaking just now, you said, what does it look like if someone doesn't pass something? What does it look like X, Y, and Z? Are you able to talk about what does it look like if someone doesn't pass their, say, VO2 max testing? Yeah. 
and so yeah, and, and yeah, it's safe because we're we're pretty transparent. We were at the Science to Alliance uh, conference in Tucson. And so we, jealous! Oh my gosh! So that was my first like I guess fire like more of that tactical side. It was more leaned towards like health and wellness. So it wasn't like a true fire like you know attack and suppression type conference. It was more favoring our like what we do here at wellness. So it was super cool to talk about what we have versus what other departments don't have or what they're trying to accomplish and and how they're getting and working with it and all. But anyway, long story short, to back to your question. So we have a METS, we have a, a punitive uh, a, a physical test that we do every year, which is our METS test. We do it for not only for incumbents, but we also do it for candidates. We also do it for our rookies. So everybody has to do this. We do it annually. Now, that being said, we have a standard. So goes in accordance to the NFPA, uh, 1582, we like the idea of like a 12 mat standard for those for 12 mats, VO2, 42 milliliters per kilogram per minute. That's what we like. What we have here is we have a 10, we have a 10. So if you get a 10 mat, aka 35, then you can, nothing happens. You can stay online. We, we consult with you as just graphic conditioning coaches. Like, hey, in the ideal world, we would love to have you 12 plus. And this is why, and this is the research backing, why we would love to have you at 12 plus. Everybody gets it. Everybody's on board with that. Now, if you do not meet that 10, we love you at 12. Remember, that's the expected. We love you at 12. If you don't get that 10, we do have a safety net for you that allows us to have a process we call the category B. It's a rehab process. Now, that process, you're basically, you are taken offline. You are taken offline, and then you can, you'll be hanging out and you'll, I know firefighters don't like this part. They have to work our normal 40-hour work week, which are just like, no. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> it's like, you people, you people out there working 40-hour work weeks, this is terrible. But they do get to spend, so they do get time with us every single day. They get to hang out with their strength and conditioning coach and pertaining to their shift. It doesn't matter. Our, our, repro- our, our rehab process is across the board. So whether you're on an A shift, or B shift or C shift across the board, we we approach this the same way. Um, now, according to that, and also within that, we also have you set up where you'll meet with wellness to see if there's any underlying issues that are going on prior. Like, is there a reason outside of you not being fit enough or conditioned enough to pass this test? So we always check that first, and then they send you over to us and say, like, honestly, yeah, this this dude was just kind of in a slump. He had a rough year. He didn't work out as much, so he got below a 10. At that point, we'll address that. But if it is some sort of underlying issue, whether it be whatever, whatever it may be, then they will see Dr. Burns and they will get that issue addressed. And then they, when they're safe enough and ready to come and hang out with us, then we will go ahead and get them to the next fittest level. They spend that, they spend up, they could spend up to almost six months with us based on chief approval, all that stuff like that. But for the most part, they're with us for four weeks. And they, and they have a certain amount of time. They're with us every single day, Monday through Friday, to move that fitness needle to get them to be 10 above and above. And so that's, that's a process um, that I think is infrastructure that I think that if you're going to have some sort of punitive standard, that you have to have an infrastructure to support and not just say like, hey, man, it is what it is. You're, you didn't get your 10. You're done. Or you get some sort of um, slap on the wrist as far as pay, you decrease whatever how you guys do your pay or how your rankings, that's not fair, but create an infrastructure that allows them to say, okay, this is what happens. And during this process, we tackle a lot of different things. You find out more about these individuals 
about like their lifestyles and probably like, oh, like, so you don't need this. You need more of this body weight band. You need to spend more time in zone two. And like, and you find out these things, otherwise you just don't know because you just kicked them to the curb and told them to figure it out. Some of these people are just lacking knowledge of how to be better fit or like, and so like our job is to educate them and also get you fit. And plus, I think those people learn a lot about wellness in general because they spend more time with wellness since they're in this category B process. And then I think they grow an appreciation for what we do here as, 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 as professionals and, and, and subject matter experts. And they're just like, you guys are the coolest. So by the end of the four weeks, they're just like our best friends ever. They come to all of our classes and they're like, yeah, dude, they're, they're like our biggest advocate. But, you know, at first they're just like, like, oh man, here you go. You're all grumpy the first day. You don't want to be here. We get it. 40 hour work week. So yeah. So we have an infrastructure that allows individuals to, to still thrive, even if they didn't get that 10 net standard that we require annually. You said something, you probably said it four or five times. And I love the word infrastructure. That is where most departments fail when they try to put fit for duty in that you cannot, I'm sorry, you cannot expect a firefighter to know everything they need to know about nutrition, training, sleep, wellness, mental health. You can't expect it. That's a lot. That's a lot. Oh, infrastructure people. It requires it. Question. Yes. Little lead in. Okay. Recently, uh, I put once in a while on social media, I post this thing. It's called shit. My firefighters say it's just quotes. (laughs) It's quotes that I've gathered up, you know, in the last 20 years. And I posted one not too long ago, which was, was a firefighter on the treadmill doing the gherkin protocol at that awful pace where it's like (laughs) four and a half miles an hour walking and like four on the incline. And he basically just said, whoever came up with this speed and incline is like, I hate them, whatever. It was a (laughs) quote, but, um, someone messaged me and they said, are you aware that the gherkin protocol overestimates VO2 max? And I was like, yeah, I'm aware, but also most fire departments don't have in place. I should have used your word, the infrastructure to have a metabolic cart assessment of their people. I am assuming you are testing VO2 max on a metabolic cart. Am I correct? So we, yep. We use a cardio coach. Yeah. So we're doing a direct measurement versus an indirect measurement, indirect, AKA a good educated based on the algorithm, whatever you put in your treadmill, and it spits out a number at you, probably what these guys are getting, which are overestimates for the guy who says, I was at 18 Mets. And you're just like, no, you yeah. are. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, whatever makes you feel great. So we do direct measurement. Yes. Yes. Okay. So can you talk, dive in just a little bit deeper talking about the indirect measurement, the estimation via algorithm versus we are actually getting the direct measurement. Talk to my firefighters about that. So so if any fire service or any fire department that says like, hey, I want to, so let, let's let make sure we go. I want to do a, a volunteer fitness standard versus a punitive fitness standard. 
Um, that's that's and that was the big talk at the at the the conference in Tucson I referred to earlier. So that being said, if you say, hey, something's going to be volunteered, like then you can go with a more indirect measurement. You can do a step test. You can and you can do a uh, a pack to us like a, like it's several different tests that you can have. You can do um, we like we call it a Cooper's test. Um, like you, on the treadmill where you go for 12 minutes and then they have, they have really good research and support and a bunch of, um, uh, you know, uh, support around the Coopers. That's more of a, a indirect measurement where we're saying like, Hey, you fall underneath this category somewhere and we'll give you an average or good or great or best or whatever. Like, and that's, and that's an indirect measurement where we're not getting, we're not going, we're not measuring co2 we're blowing out directly as you're actually performing a task so if you have a volunteer based and you have an indirect measurement test that you would like to do have at it. at least you have something and we tell people like dude if you have something and you have a great participation rate go for it keep it going you know uh we and that's okay but when you say we have a punitive fitness standard again we're talking about firefighters these i tell you what if these guys don't know about what's happening in the politics, which they do, they know every policy that is put out. They know it front to back. They'll tell you where it's gray. They'll tell you where it's concrete. And so if you tell, like, if you, you know, what's a, a punitive fitness standard is a threat towards their livelihood. It's a threat to what they love. And, and it, and it pulls on emotions a lot. So you, and so what Chief Baker was a part of the, the deal with the union was just like, hey, if you're going to do this, let's make sure you create the right infrastructure, but also let's make sure we get direct measurement to be accurate as possible. And so that's why they went with, and it does like, it's like, well, people get into the weeds about, well, this is like, I'm not a marathon runner. I don't have, like, listen. To- <laughs> me either, kiddo, <laughs> me either. I was just like, Guys, we're not we're not we're we're not questioning your firefighter ability. We're questioning cardiovascularly. Like, well, we want to make sure you're fit enough to do this job, effective enough where you're not a risk nor to yourself nor to your crew. So it has nothing to do about your skills. I have no doubt that you can suppress and attack fires, my brother. But listen, this is what we're measuring, and we want to do it direct, especially if we're going to ask you. Or if, if we're going to put you in a position where you can't be pulled offline, still get paid. Nothing's happening to your pay, but we want to make sure you get a direct measurement that w- that is, you know, um, that is back with science. I'm sorry. Yeah. Back with science and evidence to support it. And also we have, I mean, we get our cardio coaches, we get them, we get them serviced every single year because we run about close to 700 tests on them a year. Um, so we get them serviced. We want to make sure nobody is in a position where they can, a question their own physical fitness, nor they can question the validity of the test we're doing. And so that's the difference of like, if you're going to have a punitive fitness standard, whatever it may be, you need to make sure you have some sort of science back in the, um, you know, your standards that you require from this punitive test and, and make sure you have the infrastructure to support those who might fall below it. So. Can I just get one, just one. Amen. Let's hear it. Amen. Amen. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because I think that that is something that firefighters struggle with. Um, 
you know, they don't love the fitness testing. And the other thing they struggle with is when the person giving the fitness testing yeah. can't explain to them accurately, what does this mean? What do my results? So I'm so yeah. glad. I'm so glad you're doing that. Yeah. I love it. I'm, I'm grateful for where I am to allow us to do that. So no credit to me. <laughs> no credit to you, <laughs> but... Okay. I hear you. All right. Let's switch gears a little bit because I want to know what it, what, what is your philosophy on strength and conditioning as it relates to training your population? So, you know, like, what does it look like, feel like, taste like to work with you? So, 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 Oh, that's a great question. Ooh, thank you. I'm patting my back, patting it, patting it. Okay. Continue. Um, so as what is it like to work with us in this particular population? So we have to, and, and again, for listeners who maybe are just jumping on and you don't know much, you have to understand that firefighters, again, you would know best and that, that firefighters are in the most extreme conditions. Um, so it's just like, if you were in sport, talking to my strength coaches out there, if you were in sport, you would, what are the demands of the sport? What is the demands of the occupation? We just literally just changed the words. Like, what's the demands of the sport? What's the what's the biggest risk factors? What's like if you ask those things for sport, you you would do your same needs analysis for the fire service for our population, and so you would say, all right, you know, when I came, I'm done. I'm doing my research. I'm just like, man, like so, cardiovascular disease is a real thing. Like Mm -hmm. these guys are checking out. Aka, when I say checking out, I, I mean the fatality or yeah, these guys yes. are checking out for this, you know? So it's like, okay, so that's, that's, that's big on the need analysis. Also, these dudes have a lot of like joint, you know, like restriction injuries. And I was just like, well, these dudes are in PPE that are 50 plus pounds. So I was just like, so like, and so needless to say, that's how I approach it. And that's how I approached it being here. But working with us, we make sure we are attacking first. We love the idea of can you movement competency? Can you move? Or how is our basic movement patterns? So I can the, the squats, the hinges, all those things, dude. I tell you what, you guys are in some when I on my ride alongs, I'm just like, this is an awkward spot to be in to pick up this lady on the side of the bathroom next to the toilet. I was like, Dude, I- <laughs> why are they always like, between the toilet and the tub? Why? I'm just like, Mrs. Jenkins, what happened here? It's like, who is the civilian talking to me? I'm just like, I'm just interested to figure out how did you fall here? How did you get here? How did you get here? And so, and at the, again, going back to, so just movement, like competency, how well do you move? What are our limitations? Is this more ankle hit? Uh, knee, shoulder. So attacking those movements, like, hey, let's just teach you to move better. If I could teach you to move well without PPE and restrictive gear, then, then with that gear, you should be able to move a little bit better. If you get your gear size right, that's the whole thing too. Oh gosh, please! Come on, we're preaching right now, and we're preaching. We're this is might as well be a church service right now. When, when do the hymns come in? Because I can sing. Just saying. Okay. Back to, I'm sorry. Make sure your gear fits. I actually did a whole post on this. Girl, you're not, girl, you're not clumsy. Your shit doesn't fit. I like it. Your shit don't fit, girl. Your shit don't fit, girl. Okay. Anyway, continue. And so if they can move better, which would hopefully uh, mitigate some of those movement issues and movement injuries that happen. 
And like, and so like, okay, that's cool. That's one thing. And then obviously we just talked, we touched on a little bit about VO2, just making sure your cardiovascular health is, is, is what we can, the best we can have it. Now it's other factors in there. You already know metabolic risk factors and what goes along with this fire service as far as obesity, high blood pressure, and it's a lot of contributors sleep. And we, we can go down the rabbit holes with all this stuff like that. But as far as working with us, we just want to say, okay, can you move better? Okay. How about like overall fitness? And then we have obviously our standards. And then we talk about how to get them, educate them at a point where they say, hey, let's educate you to a point where you at your stations, all of our stations have fitness equipment. And and, and a lot of people and departments have, we educate them. Basically, we call it teaching them how to fish. Right. It's like, hey, this is why you should do this. And this is why you should program and exercise selection and how you should, you know, do like the, we call like the wave, like the undulating approach, right? So like, hey, every day doesn't have to be high intensity. Let's spend time in zone two. Let's spend time with strength. Let's spend time with strength endurance and teaching them why all of those factors are important to not just for them, but for what they're doing and how it's applicable to their job, right? And, and, and so education is big. And so if you're working with me, not only will you get a workout in, but I'm going we, to, we're going to, we're going to teach some stuff today and we're going to learn some stuff. And so that's, and so that's, in a nutshell, I'll have to say, if you're hanging out with me, we're going to make sure you know why we're doing what we're doing. And if you want to question that, I, I got a bunch of black and whites, AKA research to back it up. And, and, and I love what I do even more importantly. So I got a lot of passion. So people are like, man, you do, you talk a lot about, you know, like you make it sound like it's so, I'm just like, yeah, dude, cause I love this stuff and it's important. Get with it. Yeah. Get with it. And <laughs> I don't know this for sure, but I'm guessing that because of the way you communicate with your firefighters that are working with you, those firefighters in turn are talking <laughs> with their megaphone to their coworkers yeah. about how great it is to work with you. I, I don't, again, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm terrible at this. And as you can probably figure out, I suck at like taking like compliments um, but that being said, I, dude, I tell you what, these dudes, if you're good people, recognize great people, right. And great people recognize good people. And so that means like, if you got a person that's, that's, that knows their stuff and that's passionate about their stuff, which I think I am, it, the word does spread. So it is super cool. I do have, uh, you know, underneath my, so I'm C, I'm the C shift guy of A through C. I'm the C shift guy. I, and we're just over about. 200 just over 200 firefighters per per coach on each shift and so like it and i do get a pretty good inquiry in my box to hey man i wanted to talk to you about i heard you talk to so and so about and i'm just like yeah dude absolutely let's talk about it and and those and they want to kind of gain your trust and and which is fair absolutely fair they want to gain your trust and i and since the four years i've done that I think I got a good rapport with just overall with my guys and, and specifically with the department. Like, hey, man, these guys, strength coaches, not just me, but the other guys, too. I mean, they're, they're, they love what they do and, and they know what they're talking about. So just give them a conversation. And after that, man, once you talk to them, you're like, all right, you kind of know what's going on. You get it. You get it. And so after that, you know, when you invite us to the, to the dinner table, man, it's after we're like best friends. Like, like you're like, Hey, come and eat with us. I'm just like, heck yeah. 
Will there be protein? <laughs> well, you know, I teach a class to strength and conditioning coaches, dietitians, athletic trainers, physical therapists. And what I tell them, the class is basically like, how do you break into the fire service? How do you learn the culture? Mm-hmm. How do you like make your own opportunity? But I tell them you best believe those firefighters are going to be fact checking yes. you yes. fact checking. Yes. So you got to know your stuff, but also you have to operate on like nuanced. Everything is nuanced. Yes. And you can't say it depends to everything, but it kind of does depend. So <laughs> all it right, is, it is. You're exactly right. Yeah. This is, this is an amazing conversation. And now, okay, so I already talked to Chris. I already okay. talked to Kelsey, the dietitian. And again, I said, hopefully going to get to talk to Sophie, hopefully the chief, because you're going to put in a good word for me. I got you, but you got me. <laughs> How does strength and conditioning go about interfacing with medical, dietitian, mental health, all of those things? Like you get a new quote unquote, I'll call it a patient, but it's probably not a patient. It's an injured firefighter. You get a new injured firefighter coming through the pipeline. How do all of those things, puzzle pieces fit together? Yeah, that and that's a great question because if they came through the pipeline, they came through for, it could be an array of, of reasons, first of all. But I think Chris Macklin, Chief Baker, and uh, our division chief that's over uh, human performance and optimization, Andy Powell, and then Dr. Kerry Burns. I tell you what, like with this HBO model, so first of all, the body mind is, 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 it all works together. So don't come to me and say, Hey, I'm having issues with my body, which plays on my mind. Hey, I'm having issues with my mind, which plays on my body. That's all one. So it's not, it's no type of like a don't. Yes. It's different SMEs that can uh, approach different methodologies to help you with each of those things. But at the end of the day, if, if they came through that pipeline, what you meant, what you referenced, then they got issues going on with all of those. Because first of all, you just told that person they can't do what they love. And so right now we're already talking about that. That plays on you, right? So that plays on anybody. It's like if, if you identify with a lot of these guys, they do, they, they, and that's why I get, to, uh, I, again, I can go on and on. When you start identifying with one particular thing and that identity is threatened or taken from you, trust me, it has a play on your psyche. So we do have up underneath our HBO model, we have something that can attack cognitive. Now, if that person came through more specifically due to an injury, which also plays on you because you're offline. So now that being said, our wellness, AKA our clinical side, our clinicians with our ATCs, we got PTs, um, obviously Dr. Burns. So they handle what, what, what needs to be, whatever the injury is at hand, they'll take care of that. They'll help you with that. And, and as a strength coach, we work alongside, but they kind of release you to us. And then we'll work side by side for a little bit, but more so they want to make sure you're in a spot enough or strong enough or healthy enough to make sure you can hang out with the strength coaches to get you back to, you know, when they say return to play, we call it return to work. Um, um, (laughs) I'm trying to, for all those strength coaches out here, they're just like, man, what is he talking about return to work? Yeah, man, you go to work, you go play, man. Same thing. It's all the same thing. Same thing. (laughs) (laughs) But just, and then just to answer your question, but just to, we attack all of those facets when that individual comes offline because 
that person needs to get with our dietitian, Kelsey, because that person obviously, uh, not obviously, everything, what you consume processes how you feel and what you feel plays it on your mind. So it's, it's nothing separate. So that's what I try to tell people, like, it's nothing separate. So you do have meetings with all of us and we figure out where we play in this particular situation for this particular individual, which can look completely different for everybody. And who has more weight in this conversation than others? Like if this person's dialed in nutritionally, then they'll need to talk to Kelsey as much, but this person, something about has an ugly hatred relationship against fitness. And then it's our job or my job to make sure I break down that barrier between you and the ugly fitness. Um, and, and whatever, and, and the same thing, obviously, with on the clinical side. If it's like you've been nurturing this shoulder for the last five years, man, like we need to get this addressed. What is going on? And so you will break down that barrier. Like, but it's faux pas. Like, man, I got to go see the, the athletic trainers about my shoulder. They think it's like a kind of like a like a knock on who they are. But that culture is shifting. It is shifting. People, especially since we have more firefighters that are ex-athletes, they understand the idea of hanging out in the trainer's room. They they know the benefits like that comes behind it. But again, I have to use this word again, infrastructure with what we have, allowing these guys for putting us in place to help them, those individuals and what they need specifically is, is what's been set up with the HBO model. And, you know, even if your if your diet is on point, why would you not want to hang out with Kelsey all the time anyway? Like Preach. she's so fun. That's an amen. That is an amen moment. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to ask you my my original question was going to be: Do you have a delivery method? I use Train Heroic to deliver my oh. programming to firefighters. Do you have a delivery method? Yeah, let's just stick with that. Do you have a delivery method that you use to to give programming? So our force multiplier is we have our own wellness website, which has all of our disciplines, all of our SMEs in, in, our, in our disciplines where you can click on each tab. Um, now, for specific for strength and conditioning, when you click on our tab, you're able to uh, not just get uh, an array. Of, I mean, there's so many workouts that they can choose from, and we have them neatly and organized out thanks to Eddie Yoon. One of the other strength coaches, I mean, we have it down from if you're looking for hypertrophy, muscular endurance, body weight, bands, VO2 prep, bike VO2 prep. We have, I mean, it's all categories out with a plethora of workouts that we dump into it on a weekly basis. Now, so that's when, and you can also talk about your equipment. Like, and we have a standard equipment list for every station, but on that same tab, on any strength and conditioning, it's like, hey, our heaviest dumbbell, our hundreds fell off or whatever, or whatever, you know. And so we have, so our force multiplier is, long story short, is our wellness website where you can get to each, every one of discipline and, and get the answers to the questions you have. Got it. And you know, those hundred pound dumbbells, they're only broken because I was curling them. Yes. Yes. With my left hand saying if you were right dominant. In the squat rack, in the squat rack. So... I can go, if I'm a South Metro Fire employee, I can go onto your website and I can pick a, a workout for hypertrophy or whatever. But let's just say, I feel like I'm a special snowflake yes. and I want, I want customized programming. Yeah. Is that something I can get from you? You sure can. Now, uh, what we, try, you sure can. Now, what we try to do is, is, so let's, let's get behind your why of coming, right? Yes. Let's, get, let's, let's. 
Let's dig deep. That's why they don't, sometimes they don't like coming because, like, man, you try to get all philosophical on us. <laughs> Do like, not hey, get philosophical. I was like, listen, I just want to know what why do you need a, a different workout the, your body is a body right you know anyway long story short they could now typically for those specialty workouts or those customized workouts those are for individuals they can hey they're for each one if, if every company came obviously we would have a surplus of programming we have to do which which would kind of be a little bit of a, a bandwidth stiller if you don't like I'm like hey man we got stuff but that being said if, if an individual came it's for one or two reasons they came per wellness because they have some sort of limitation and they need a customized workout. This is like, hey, this person has a left shoulder injury, so they're only working with three limbs and a torso. Perfect. Funny thing about it is on the website, we have workouts that are for three limbs and a torso? <laughs> three limbs and a torso. But if that was something, if that person with the three limbs and the torso also had something else going on where they really had to get granular with a specific workout. Perfect. We will make sure we get you the workout you need. Secondly, we have, man, we got some, we got some beast, man, here at South Metro that has proven competency with some of the workouts that we have on our website. And they want to get in there. And you could see, you know, those individuals that are dialed in. You're just like, this dude's asking the right questions or this gal is asking the right questions. And they're just like, I want to do like when I jump off the rig, sometimes I land funky. So I went on, I'm just like, oh, you talk about landing mechanics and PPE gear. I'm just like, so like little things like that, that's when you say, all right, this is what these and those were sometimes you can you can kind of get into a customized snowflake program. If you, according to my gal Zap, like you can get to one of those programs. Yeah. I, I kind of like the Dan John philosophy, like everyone needs push, pull, hinge, squat yes. and carry heavy stuff. Push, and that's for the most part, that's what we do. But what if I'm a grandmother? Yes, same. <laughs> what if I'm a football player? Yes, same. Yes, amen. <laughs> well, Tommy, I want to be respectful of your time, so I'm going to start winding down. I have this yes, is a choose your own adventure. We have two ways we could go. Yes. First way is: is there a rabbit hole that we should have hopped into that we didn't? Ooh. Or wait, here's your other one. Do you have some parting words of advice? For all of the firefighter listeners and administrations out there, you have to choose the adventure. Choose wisely. You just have to choose one? No, you can choose both. I don't care. Okay, I must say, don't do me like that. Such restrictions. <laughs> you uh, can choose both. Yeah, I won't keep you long. Uh, if, if you have a program or a department out there that's looking to start a program, I strongly urge you to make sure you start in your recruit account. Oh, so good. Tell me more. Oh, you told me I can't. I don't have time. What Dude, you, we have all is, the time in the world. Go. At the end of the day, it's the rate of attrition, right? So let's think about this. If I started, if I start my youngins, aka my recruits, with the proper and appropriate moving competency and the education to know how to fish and when to fish and to when to go to wellness and when to what's the difference between an injury and a what and a boo-boo or an owie i call it an owie oh my gosh if we can if you start there and if, if say if you're bringing in 40 bodies a year and you only got 600 
If you give it five years, folks, you got an entire entity where you did a pedagogy approach. You took it and you started from the ground. And every academy that came through had your education, had your movement competency, had your knowledge that you can elicit and solicit into those stations. You can have a obviously you're going to have some some individuals in there just like, man, the hell with Coach TG and all of their philosophies. But for the most part. Those individuals there, you have a mass majority of individuals that understand the why behind what we're doing here at Wellness. But it starts at your academies. That's that's what we can again. We can go further, but that's where it's at. Start with no, no, no. Louder for the folks in back and go further. This is my favorite topic: (laughs) academies. Academies and just like so, and and I get it, right? And and I don't know the bandwidth of of of, of, every department's different. You know, I don't know the bandwidth of what the cadre, aka the 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 cadets who teach the the the. I'm sorry, I'm having a brain fart. But the cadre who's teaching how to do firefighter skills, right? You find that so important, and we agree that you right now you're in this honeymoon phase. You just want to be a firefighter all day long. But that being said, we have to have a foundation to support you being a great firefighter. And our department here, they it is mandatory that they see us all five days at the top of each morning here at Academy. So not only we can educate, but we can also put these guys in the best position to before they go to the drill ground, before they go to the class. Obviously, we want to make sure their movement competency-wise is, is good. We want to make sure they can resist and go against resistance and do all those cool things. But at the end of the day, fitness, cognitively, you're sitting in the classroom all day. You already worked out. Boom. Ready, you're on fire and ready to soak up as much firefighter knowledge you're ready to soak up. Secondly, we talk a lot about movement manipulation as far as like tissue prep and tissue manipulation. Like, hey, dude, you get your handed to you on the drill ground. Today is a day we're going to go low threshold. We're just going to take you and low one dies. We're going to foam roll the hell out of your body today. And you're going to love us for it. And so, and we get to do those things. All those things happen in academy where you teach it. And when they get broke off from a 24 hour shift and they know on, on that going into that next day of a 48, they say today, I'm just going to break it. I'm going to slow it down. I'm going to do this t- tissue manipulation. I'm just going to foam roll out. I'm going to go mobility. I'm I'm just going to go make sure I do more yoga, whatever it may be. That'd be all those things are taught because sometimes if you just don't know, you just don't know. We teach that here in Academy. We're teaching our firefighters how to fish and it starts in Academy. Yes. And then you obviously we have incumbents that are, you know, that are like, Hey, I don't, I do my own thing. Great. But if you started an Academy, man, you can have a really cool mass majority of your individuals that, that, that are bought into what you're preaching. I think your model is crucial for recruitment and retention and nobody's listening yet. Nobody's listening yet, but they need to. Amen. Because we, we have this assumption that if you are going into this career, if you are trying to be a firefighter, you're automatically, you must be mentally strong, physically strong and know what the hell you're doing. Mythbuster. Mythbuster. <laughs> These people are just trying to help other people and they don't know what they're doing. Preach. Preach. My friend Mo works in professional baseball. She's a dietitian and she's like, those professional baseball players, for the most part, have no idea what to eat. Yeah, no idea. I can imagine. 
I can imagine. Same with firefighters. They I don't agree. know about mobility. They don't know about downregulating and eating and. Oh. Yes. See, I told you. See, I struck a nerve right there. See, this is yes. what I'm talking about. We could talk yes. for hours. We could, and I'll just, I already told Kelsey, she's coming back for a part two, part three, part four. So we'll just schedule you for another part. That's awesome. but, but I have a really important question. I, when people think of me, they think of two things, sleep education and dogs. And so <laughs> I always want to talk about dogs. Yes. Tommy, do you guys, does your family have a dog? We have two. <gasps> Tell me more. Yes. And I have to ask you about yours as well. We have a Doberman. He is oh. a cream. Oh my gosh. He's a cream Doberman. He's just over a hundred pounds. He's a tall, scrappy fella. Oh my gosh. He's my favorite, but he talks a lot. He talks a lot. Almost too much. Like he talked too much. <laughs> but he, he is my, he is my buddy. And then we have a multi-poodle, a Maltese and a poodle mix. Okay. She's, she's our little lap dog. She's 14. Our Doberman, he's five. My 14 year old. I'll tell you what, this multi-poodle, her name is Chi Chi. Oh love my it. gosh. I'm like, I've never seen an old lady so scrappy. When I tell you what, she hits the stairs like she runs the stairs faster than my five-year-old son. And like and whether she's running from something or running to something, and like she still jumps on the couch. And I'm just like, it's I mean, we're every bit of like, you know, 16-inch sit-down, you know, she's still popping up there. I'm just like, man, if if I had and I I don't think we did anything super special. Maybe our environment is super loving, which makes you want to live longer. Maybe that's it. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I don't, we, I mean, her food is standard. Like, you know, it's not like we're doing anything super special. She has her annual checks, but I'm just like, dang girl, how old are you going to get? And, uh, but two dogs. So Chi Chi, and then that's the multi-poo. And then we have Achilles, which is the Doberman. And he's a ball of energy, energy that loves to talk. Achilles. Now, Achilles. I love that. Cause he's so, he looks so strong. I have to show you pictures later. Tell me yes. about your dogs. How many dogs do you have? I have zero dogs. Okay. What? I have, no, I have a million virtual dog friends Boom. that I make every single day. I do daily dose of dog whenever possible on my Instagram, like taking That's pictures cool. with dogs, loving on the dogs, but I don't have one because I live alone and I'm gone for a absolute minimum yeah. of 26 hours. Yeah. So that does make it time in retirement. Maybe I will get a dog, but man, I love them. Yeah, they're super cool. I, I bet you will. Yeah, you will get a dog. And, but you're right. That is kind of like pulling them into the world of that atypical schedule. It's, yeah. That's 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 rough. I get yeah. It. But yeah. I, oh my gosh, I just, you know, that old Bugs Bunny cartoon where like, I love you and whatever <laughs> I call you, my little bunny rabbit and the, the whatever struggling yes. in a way. Like, that's me. Way. I'm loving <laughs> all of the dogs. So that's awesome. Well, Tommy, this has been a fantastic conversation and I'm already inviting you back for part two because we just, we got to talk more. I accept your invite. Okay. Awesome. And also we're both going to hit up Chief Baker at some point to to get him on. So I think, I mean, this has been a fantastic conversation and I think that we can just pretty much drop the mic, say amen. 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 And AZ and TG are officially, we are officially out. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you.